Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 14. It is Saturday morning, October 20th, and I have a quick pod for you today that will get posted well before the 11 o'clock a.m. Central Time college football kickoffs. So one of my bros told me that around 80% of podcasts don't make it past the 13th episode. Well, we have passed that threshold, baby, and I'm not planning on stopping anytime soon. Danimal told me that this past Thursday was the second day ever that an NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, NFL, college football, and MLS game were all played on the same day. And that's just a sign that this is truly a special time of year for all the sports fans and sports bettors. And around this time of the year in October, I sometimes feel like there's not enough hours in the day right now. I, I literally have zero other hobbies at this time of year, it feels like. like college basketball is right around the corner, and I, it's hard to even find the time to even prep for that with everything going on, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And also, one other quick housekeeping item before I jump into the games. Uh, people ask me some good sources where I where I get my info and my statistics and I will jump into that in, in the next episode um, because in this day and age getting the right information and sifting through the BS information is essential. Um, a couple sites where I like to get free a couple free resources that are really excellent that I can't recommend enough. Um, Sharp Football Stats has a great uh, Warren Sharp over at Sharp Football. He is just a great um, database of, of free statistics and content on there. I would definitely put that at the top of the list along with Football Outsiders. Um, they do have a subscription service. I, I do pay for uh, some of their stats, but they do have a lot of stuff that's free out there at footballoutsiders.com. That's another great website. So I think I would, those would be the top two, at least for NFL, that I would uh, recommend checking out for uh, statistical information that you probably can't find anywhere else. All right, let's let's jump right into it. Let's get into that card for this weekend as we try to make it our eighth straight winning weekend to start the football season. Oh yeah! Starting with college football week eight, Michigan State plus seven and a half. For starters, Mark D'Antonio is a dog. There are some crazy trends to support this one. Sparty has covered ten straight in this series. They literally always show up in this one against Michigan, their rival. They are 16-4-1 um, as conference, a conference dog against teams off back-to-back wins. And Michigan State is the top rushing defense in the country right now. So for Michigan to cover, it's going to have to take Shea Patterson slinging the ball well. But this is this total is really low in this one. We're looking at a 39-40 point total. Um, and according to Mark Lawrence, who has great information, uh, when Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, when he's at Michigan, and when he puts up 80 points or more over two games, he's just three and seven against the spread the next game. And Michigan struggles this year have been on the road. You know, at Northwestern they almost lost, and then obviously um, at Notre Dame to start the year they they lost. So I'll be on Sparty catching seven and a half, and we'll also sprinkle some Sparty money line on this as well. I'm also going to take a, a small slice of the, uh, I, I got in on the Sparty and, and an under-correlated parlay. I actually got it at 41 and the plus 7.5, so those are definitely correlated. I feel like the game stays lower scoring, better chance that Sparty covers. Um, and also diversified with some Sparty first half, plus 4 at uh, minus 105. So Michigan State at home against Michigan this morning 
is a good value play. I'm taking a look at two other Big Ten games, um, Nebraska hosting Minnesota and Purdue hosting Ohio State. The Nebraska line has gotten away from us. It's at minus five right now. I really want, only wanted to get into play at minus three, or but that ship, it looks like it's sailed. I'll be looking at the line to see if it trickles back down. If it gets to four, I might play a little bit, but sometimes you just got to have that discipline and not get involved if the number's not right. But I did find a Purdue plus 14, and I think you still can too. I really like this one. I think the Boilermakers are really coming on strong the past few weeks. They're hosting Ohio State tonight. Um, they've won three They've won three blowouts, and they've lost three very close games that really could have gone either way. So in some other universes, they're sitting at 6-0 and right now. But Jeff Brom, the Purdue coach, is a very good coach, and Purdue still thinks they can win the Big Ten West. I'm trying to read between the lines on this one, and these guys have high hopes for their season. And even though they might not do that, they know that this game's key, and this is their chance to showcase on the big stage at night uh, down in West Lafayette. So give me Ohio, or sorry, give me Purdue hosting Ohio State tonight, and I think Ohio State's on upset alert in this one. I will take the points with Purdue. I found uh, plus 14. That's getting two touchdowns. I really like that one today. Um, Wake Forest at Florida State over 58. I got some at 58, but you might even be able to uh, get a better number. I might wait to add on even more. The weather looks like it won't be as bad in in Tallahassee until after 5 p.m.-ish in this one. Um, And this game's at 2.30, so I would really wait, you know, it's to make sure the weather really is solidifying. It's not getting bad until later on because that could crush our, our over chances. But, but uh, in terms of Wake Forest, this of the three Power 5 teams that they faced this year, all three have scored at least 41 points, and all their opponents are scoring on average of 11 points more than their seasonal average when they play Wake Forest. But Wake has a good offense, and the market might not have this one priced highly enough, in my opinion. And if the rain does stay away, I think this one is really good look at, at over 58. It's a sandwich spot for LSU, laying a touchdown at home against Mississippi State. They're coming off that big win over Georgia, LSU is, and they're playing Alabama. They got Alabama on deck next week. So I really think Mississippi State's a live dog here. At Orgeron in his 30 games against SEC teams, he only has five wins by more than four points. And over time, he struggles a lot more against the better teams in a favorite role. So in this one, give me the full touchdown here with, with Mississippi State visiting LSU. I really wanted to get on Iowa this week. Uh, my alma mater, the Hawkeyes, they're, they've been playing really well against the spread recently. and They've been uh, doing really well as an away uh, favorite in that role. Uh, but after looking into this one, I just cannot justify laying the Hawkeyes, even after it got down to minus nine, uh, the, the spread, because it was up uh, to 13, but dropped to minus nine. But a lot of this is due to the weather forecast in Iowa City. The wind is supposed to get up to 25 plus miles per hour, which really neutralizes Iowa's biggest strength here, which is their passing offense against Maryland's passing defense and Iowa's passing defense against Maryland's passing offense. Uh, Maryland does not have a very good passing attack and lives by their ground game. But at the same time, Iowa's rush defense is their bread and butter. They only allow 2.7 yards per carry. Um, but you know, if, if the weather was not going to be bad in this one, I think the only way the Hawkeyes wouldn't cover here is if Maryland won the turnover margin. But now the weather really throws a wrench in things. Um, this is the type of game, too, that Iowa's always lost outright in the past. 
Um, and even though this is not the same Iowa team that we've seen in the past, or at least appears that way, this is just that game that we always lose. Like last year, it was against Purdue in the same spot. I was laying a similar number, lost the game outright. It's homecoming in Iowa City. Usually that's that means distractions, and they, they've been sitting pretty off some good away victories recently. So I don't even know if the focus will be fully there for this. They could be overlooking Maryland for all I know. Um, so I'm probably going to end up, I, I know I'm going to end up not playing this one uh, due to that weather forecast. It's just going to be too tough with, with the wind, which will neutralize, neutralize Iowa's passing attack and also lead to a lower scoring game. Syracuse, I really wanted to play this one, but the, it's homecoming there as well. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm wary about this one, but they're laying nine and a half. Right now it's 10. I got a little bit in at nine and a half, and I don't think I'm going to add more. Um, the numbers suggest that a play at minus 10 is, is worth a look, but I'm a little worried about the spot. They're coming off a bye, which is good, but that could also mean that they're just not as focused on this one. If, if you deem that they're focused, the numbers do support Syracuse here. Washington State at minus three or better. I was actually able to find a minus 130 money line at a certain shop. ESPN College Game Day finally goes to Pullman tonight. Oregon has lost big in this series as of late, actually eight, eight against the spread losses in a row against Washington State. Uh, the numbers actually say this is a close one, uh, but I think all the intangibles really set up for, for Wazoo here. Oregon's defense is just not looking good at all right now. Wazoo's actually they're on a 10-game home win streak, which is their longest since World War II, but they also are very well coached and have put up a nice meaningful yardage difference over their opponents so far this year. And this is their chance to shine on the big stage, Washington State. And I think if you're laying less than a field goal, up to a field goal, I, I like them tonight uh, in Pullman against Oregon. I also have some NC State in pocket at plus 17.5. This one opened higher and came down a bit. I think it's sitting at plus 17 at most shops now, but if you can get it at anything over plus 17, I think that's a slight value play. Nothing big there, but they're playing against Clemson today, and they're going to be a tough out for Clemson. I think that could be a good matchup. Um, in terms of leans, I do lean Oklahoma at minus seven, but minus seven and a half, minus eight, kind of no no man's land there. Um, Oklahoma's off the bye, and they've had time to get things right. Mike Stoops is no longer the defensive coordinator there, and I think we'll get a regression on Oklahoma's poor third down defense and lack of ability to get takeaways so far. But anything over seven is really tough to lay, especially on the road. But if I can find Oklahoma uh, laying just a touchdown, I think that that's a worthy play. Um, Central Florida, I think they might try to run up the score today and cover. That's a big number. I'm probably not going to play it, but if it comes down to a certain number, I might look to get involved. And a couple other plays I think I'm going to get involved in. There's a good angle on Tulane in a revenge spot, laying a touchdown at home against SMU. Tulane missed out on a bowl game last year with a terrible uh, referee call. In this matchup last year, I think that they've got this game circled and they can cover that minus seven number. The numbers have it close, but I think I will be looking to get involved in Tulane at just laying a touchdown or less in that one. And then another number that met the model total is North Texas UAB. Um, I got it at under 54 and a half. It's since shrunk to 54, but if you can get it on that under, I think that we have a few points of value on North Texas UAB under. All right. Time to move on to the NFL. Hello! NFL Week 7. 
So Nathan Peterman is not starting for the Bills. It will be the old vet Derek Anderson, which unfortunately takes away my fade Peterman plan. I still do think that the Colts are a fine teaser candidate this week, however, especially in a lower-scoring game where the points will be more valuable. So I think it's really prudent to tease the Colts down to minus 1.5. The Colts might even be laying 7 at some shops here, so I don't like the teaser as much because you're not teasing through the 7. It's starting at 7. But you know, if this one's at minus 7.5, minus 8, I think it's a great teaser candidate. Just asking the Colts to just win the game, um, even though there's not really good candidates to pair them with on a six-point teaser. You, If you could do an open teaser at some shops, I suggest opening one up with the Colts in this spot because you're really just asking them to win the game here against the Bills and Derek Anderson, a quarterback. My NFL play of the week this week, though, will be in London as I've taken a position on the Tennessee Titans at plus seven. Shop around for this one. I, I got normal juice, but most shops may make you uh, lay a little bit more. Um, so just look around. I got minus 110, and I'm also looking at a Titans and under slightly correlated parlay. I think because it's been raining a ton in London, my insider sources tell me that the Wembley pitch is going to be torn up a bit. There's a lot of concerts and events there, and that may impact the player's footing. And I have a small position at the under 45, um, and I'm going to hold out to see if I can find even better numbers to fill out that ticket. But the Titans getting a full touchdown here is my best value pick of the week. The look ahead in this line was only minus 2.5, minus 3. I think everyone's overreacting to the Titans' recent performances. They are admittedly hard to grade right now, um, especially after that abysmal performance last week at home against the Ravens. But the value is value, and getting a full touchdown here against the Chargers in London is a good value play. Titans plus 7. Another value spot for me this week is the Jaguars at minus four. Um, I wish I could be laying minus three, but minus four still allowed me to get into play. I think it's trickled back up. It went back. It went from four back up to five and a half. Minus, I even saw minus six somewhere. Then it went back down to minus four quickly. Now it's back up to four and a half, five. So you really got to read the market in this one. But Deshaun Watson is playing with that broken rib and a collapsed lung. He's behind the terrible offensive line, and he's up against a hungry Jacksonville defense that got torched last week. Give me the Jags here. Give me the Jags in a spot where I think they shouldn't be laying only four or three. I think they should be laying about six and a half, six, maybe even a touchdown here. So I think the Jags are a good value play this week at home. The Tampa Bay Bucks, they got away from us on the midweek pod. I said I was going to take a look at them at minus three or better, but the line has moved up against us there to minus three and a half. Got to be patient. If a three pops again, I may fire for a bit, but you don't win in the long term by chasing numbers. So I might settle for a small bit at minus three and a half, but you won't see me doing much, if anything, above laying a field goal here. I also mentioned on the last pod that the Bucks have made a change in their defensive coaching and practice squad situation. At least, at the very least, I'm anticipating a good effort this week from them, but it's also from a squad that does not have much talent to work with. Uh, but with that in mind, I will be looking to get in on the under, which does keep climbing. If it gets over 52, I will get involved for small and maybe a bit more if it continues to climb higher above that. And also probably a small slice of, um, of the Cleveland Browns team total under as well. I'll take a look at that. We have a big one in Chicago as Tom Brady and the Patriots come to town to face the Bears. I actually have been looking to get involved on the Bears here, plus four or better, but I don't know if we're going to see that number. I may put a smaller slice down at anything over plus three. The Bears have some injury concerns here. I know Mac, Khalil Mack is questionable, and they have 
they're banged up a little bit. Allen Robinson also questionable, and they have uh, they're banged up a little bit on defense. And I think the Patriots are really starting to click on offense right now. Brady's starting to really gel with all of his weapons. So if the Bears' injury concerns don't end up appearing as bad as they possibly can, then I, I certainly I can't fault a decent value play on the Bears at plus three at Soldier Field tomorrow. I'll be looking to get involved in anything above that. But Bears could actually be valued this week. That's about it in terms of plays that I'm on at the moment, but the market could lead me to play others. I, I do lean the Chiefs at laying five and a half on prime time at home against the Bengals on Sunday night. The Bengals are they're a terrible primetime team, but the Chiefs are also coming off that big effort in Foxborough last weekend, so that's why it's only a lean. I also lean the 49ers at home at plus 10 or better. I actually might get involved this one. This is one of my leans I'm more likely to play. If I can find a plus 10 and a half, I'll fire on that. Uh, they're hosting the Rams at home. I lean the Eagles at minus four, but would love to see minus three to get into play there. I doubt I see that. And here's a reason to take Detroit this week. They're five and one straight up and against the spread coming off by weeks since 2012. The one loss was last year. But also the game has gone under the total in five straight post by week games for them. They're also 11 and three to the under in their last 14. And Road favorites in general coming out of their bye week are 75, 30, and 39 against the spread since 1999. That's a 66% rate. And on top of that, road favorites coming out of their bye week against non-conference opponents is 25, 7, and 1 against the spread since 1999. That's a 78% clip over the past 20 years. Having said all that, laying three on the road at Miami is tough for me, and my numbers actually say it might be good to go the other way, but trends like these have helped me um, see the light and at least um, not get involved where I think the numbers might support it. You know, you still got Brock Osweiler at quarterback for Miami. So although I kind of am inclined to take Miami, those trends and Detroit coming out, out of the bye is keeping me under that one. And if anything, I might be looking to take the under in that game. All right, well, that'll do it for a nice shorter episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. Really quickly... In terms of the Danimal lock of the week, Utah State, um, he's got Utah State on the road. He said, lay the mortgage on anything. Obviously, I don't recommend that, but that line's gotten down to 14.5. He might be able to get a minus 14 there, but for me, it's a no play. Actually, the numbers say if, if I'm forced to play that one, I actually might take the points with Wyoming, but Utah State is 6-0 and against the spread and to the over. Um, their games have gone 6-0 and to the over so far as well, so... It's hard going against that freight train. I think Dan's got a good squad picked up that has been underrated by the betting markets the whole season. The problem is the markets correct themselves, and they may have done so here with an overcorrection. I'll be rooting on the Danimal lock of the week, but I will not be getting involved on Utah State myself. But let's cash that one for Danimal. But we will be back next week. That'll do it. Um, Next episode, I will touch more on statistical information where I get stats and how to sift through the numbers and also remember to get in your doggy juice challenge picks we've had someone go five and zero already this year and winning the 25 dollars venmo prize that was zizzle bizzle all you got to do is look at the super contest lines i post on my twitter and instagram every thursday afternoon get me your top five before sunday noon central time kickoff for the nfl games if you go five and oh you get the 25 dollars venmo prize just give me your monday night football total score tiebreaker in case more than one guy or lady goes five and zero. Alrighty, I will be back in the middle of next week with the next episode. Thank you for listening, and good luck with your action today. Doggy Juice out. <laughs>